Hey guys, welcome back. Happy Sunday to you. Uh, it's been an awesome few weeks just having different stories, different people here with us and sharing. Uh, love your feedback. Thanks for thanks for feedback anytime. And it, it, I just encourage you, like if you're watching this and you have comments, you have questions, feel free to comment in our videos or you can go to our website and connect with us, midtownknox.org. Just hit connect. There's a form there. We'd love to just continue to connect with, uh, with you as you need and see fit. But today, uh, I'm joined by one of my dear friends, TC. You don't have the chance of meeting him much, but he's one of the pastors here with us at Midtown. T, welcome, man. Glad man, you're here. I'm, I'm glad to be here. You know, what? one of the questions people have been reaching out and asking us is, how do we get to be a part of Midtown? How can we partner with you guys? And so, man, we've been working hard, um, getting some things together for you guys. But over the next couple um, weeks here and, and really into the month of May, we're going to have things for you guys to act access. So you'll be hearing more about that, but we want to invite you guys to partner with us. We'll tell you more about how you can do that in the next coming weeks. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Just to have things down on paper and set and just cast vision. We're excited about that. Past few weeks, we've been talking about the vision that we've had mm-hmm. and the vision that our church has just defining what this is, is we're going to be a kingdom movement growing together by loving God and loving the world. And we've been talking about this kingdom that we're a part of and this king that we have. And this king, his name is Jesus, and he set up a kingdom that we're all a part of. Uh, If you've called on Jesus to be your king, then you're a part of a kingdom. And your king has set up rules. These rules are not going to hold you back. They're actually going to set you absolutely free in a different kind of way. And uh, we talked about a couple of those, uh, just that we can be present right where we are, uh, because the kingdom is among us. And we talked about how to make big moves in the kingdom. How do we make big moves? Jesus told us, serve. Uh, the greatest among you is a servant. And uh, that's not always the way of the world. The way of the world is the one who gets served most is most important. And Jesus turned it right upside down and said the exact opposite. And so our king does things totally different. And we realize that like the big moves are, are just so much easier than maybe we ever expected. We can see the kingdom of God advance and be a part of his mission right where we are just by serving. And so just to be set free and just to seeing many of us coming alive in the seat that we're at, it's just been incredible. And I just believe that revival is beginning and is only going to continue. And I'm just thankful to be a part of the journey with you. Uh, Today, we're going to continue the story, but we're stepping kind of more into the realm of growing together. And so as the part of growing together, just life, you feel like sometimes, I don't know about you, but I feel like I get stuck. I feel like in the process of growth, there's times where I'm like running downhill and there's times where I'm running uphill and there's times where I feel like I run right into something. And uh, we're going to talk about that in John chapter six. So if you've got your scripture, um, go to John chapter six and we're going to read, just not going to read the full story. I'm going to tell it just for the sake of time, but I encourage you to go back and read this, check it out. Uh, John chapter six, uh, we find Jesus, um, and he's beginning to get really famous. He's got a lot of people following him. And he finds himself climbing a hill and basically sitting down. And he sees this giant crowd beginning to follow him. And he looks to one of his, his people named Philip. And he says, hey, Philip, what are we going to do about food today? And Philip looks at the crowd. And I just picture him in his mind. He's like, oh, my gosh. Like, and he pulls out his like mental calculator. And he's like, how could I get? How much money would it take to feed all of these people? And he starts, he brings up this neighbor, like this amount of money, which is like a day's wage or a week's wage, wouldn't even feed half of these people, wouldn't feed anybody. And so he's like going through the scenario in his head. And as he's doing that, one of the guys named Andrew comes up and he brings a young boy. And maybe you've heard this story, but he brings the boy who has five loaves of bread and two fish. 
And he says, hey, look, like, this, this guy has some food. It's, I mean, surely not going to be a lot. We can't do much with this, but he's got something. And you know the story that Jesus takes this, this bread and these fish, and he blesses it, he breaks it, passes it out. They gather all of the leftovers after it says that everyone eats as much as they want, and they fill 12 basketfuls. When everybody sees this miracle, they're like, this is the king. And Jesus knows this, and instead of allowing them to usurp him as king, he goes off into the woods by himself and like disappears and nobody knows where he went. And so this is how, uh, where we get to this story. But as I think about the character of Philip, I resonate with Philip some, and I think you do too, just knowing oh, you, yeah. you really oh, resonate yeah. with Philip. It, it hits, man, it hits home. Yeah. yeah. It hits home. You get, I don't know about you, but you ever get to this place where you start analyzing the place that you're at and you start seeing all the factors that are at play and you start trying to figure out how to maneuver your way through 2021 or 2020, whatever it is, <laughs> your job, your marriage, your relationships, everything. And you start contemplating, how can I maneuver my life in such a way that I receive the least amount of damage and come out on the other side winning, <laughs> <laughs> right? And Philip gets to this place where he's in this mind like wheel trying to figure it out. What do you do when you feel stuck? What do you do when you don't know what to do? That's what we want to talk about today. That's what we want to answer today. As I think about this story, I believe there's three key things that we want to walk away with. So maybe if you feel stuck today, I encourage you, write these three things down. Think about them. Maybe reach out to us. And if this isn't for you, I encourage you, it's for somebody in your life because somebody feels stuck. So how can you help or grow in a way to help somebody else? The first thing that we want to realize as if you feel stuck, uh, number one, let's realize that stuck isn't always a bad thing. It's not always a bad thing, T. Yep, that's true. Bring us in. It's it's true, and uh, you know, and I, I feel like a lot of times, like anytime uh, we might face opposition in our life, or we face any kind of of challenge, or it feels uh, like just it's not just the most chill, easy way. We we start to internalize and and, and think, man, what did I do wrong? And not every time that you get stuck is it something that, that's punishment for you, it's, it, that it's a bad thing. And James 1, 2 uh, through 4 says this, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. I love that word opportunity. Consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. And so we, we see from, from James this perspective, and, and it really is it's a perspective shift, that, that when as believers, when we go through these challenging times, man, Jesus really means that to increase our faith, to right. produce joy in us, and for us to, to see it as something that's actually going to produce endurance and make us stronger. Right. That's and what it says in verse 6. It says that Jesus actually yep. said this to Philip to test him. That's right. So that's exactly what you're saying. That's like. right. And, man, I can relate to that so much because any meeting that we're a part of, I'm usually the guy saying, all right, now this is how much it's going to cost. And if you really want to make that happen, it's this, 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 and this we're going to have to do. And uh, and and so, man, I get tested a lot oh, in yeah. that way, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. And sometimes it, it is actually, like when I'm actually stuck, sometimes – it's a test and it feels like I get halted and I get stopped and I have to be refined and I grow and I go, hey, great, God, I'm excited. This is challenging, but I'm growing. Mm -hmm. Awesome. But sometimes being stuck is a bad thing 
Sometimes it's actually not something that's super good. The same book of James chapter one, it actually talks about sometimes uh, when we're stuck, it's actually from a temptation in our life, not a testing in our life. James tells us that uh, when we, we are being tempted, it's actually never, never think that God's tempting you. God's never going to tempt you. He can't be tempted by evil and he's not going to step into evil. So if you're being tempted, what is temptation coming from? Verse 14 tells us, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desires. So think about that. If you're feeling the burn, that word for desire is to burn with a flame. If you're inflamed with passion, is your passion towards something godly? Is it about the king or is it about more self-centered? Uh, if it is, uh, that word is for us today. And we need to understand that that passion, that burn that is self-centered isn't God-centered and we need to move a different direction. Verse 15 tells us what's gonna happen. If you follow that desire, then desire when it has conceived or it begins to give birth, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it brings forth death. You're like, man, Jay, that's extreme and that's serious. But here's the beauty of this passage. Uh, it doesn't have to end in the place of death. It so doesn't good. have to go that far. And so if today, if you find yourself and you're like, man, I know that what I'm in would go against the character of God. I burn for things that don't burn in the way that's cohesive with God's heart. I encourage you today, you can walk a different direction. And I want to tell you, uh, in the moment, those things feel very, very good. But what that passage tells us is that those feelings move from something good to something really bad. When you expect a baby to be born, it's going to be something beautiful and life-giving. And it says, out is birth death. Fully grown death is brought forth. And it's never what you expect. And so I encourage you, if, if that's the place where you find yourself stuck because of a temptation, uh, confess that, bring that out into the open. Tell the Lord that thing that you're struggling with. And, and some, sometimes, in some instances, if this is a, a, re, a habitual thing in your life, I encourage you, you can reach out to us. We'd love to walk with you in that. But go to somebody spiritually mature and tell them what you're walking in. And then they can help walk that out with you in a different direction. But uh, sometimes being stuck isn't, isn't always a good thing. The second thing that we wanna focus in on is uh, focus on what you do have. So the first thing was realize that being stuck isn't always a bad thing. Don't let it lead you down into a hole. Count it all joy, right? That's it. But two, two, focus on what you do have. See, Andrew is different in this story than Philip. Now, does he get it 100% right? I don't think so. I think he brings the little that he has or the little that he's found, and he's like, I'm gonna give my way out right now. I mean, it's a little something. I don't think it's going to do much, but that's kind of how, how Andrew comes forward. But Andrew does focus on what is actually there for him. And the little kid, of course, he's like, hey, I got the answer. I got, I got this. Uh, but Andrew does something a little bit different. He sees this and he focuses on what he does have. What do you have today in the, in the place of stuckness that maybe you are? Or if you're helping somebody, help that person realize they actually have something for the moment that they're in. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says that a spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. It's so, so easy to focus on the gifts that I don't have. You and I are very different people. You're gifted in absolutely opposite way that I'm gifted in. I would say my wife is the exact same way. Uh, but if you really want to experience revival in your own life or revival in your relationship or your marriage, 
realize that every single one of us is gifted in a very different and unique way. Yeah, that's so good. And like I said, I'm I'm one of these people that relates to Philip, and uh, you know, I relate to the disciples in I think several different ways. One of the ways being the fact that I love to be out on boats, I love to be in the water. So when Jesus starts talking about fishing and being out there, I'm like, heck yeah, that's that's what I'm into, you know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, this this time of year, man, I'm out on the water. And, uh, and man, just the other day, um, I had been out on the water like four days in a, in a row and I had drained my batteries completely. And, uh, normally, normally I'm, I'm pretty prepared. That's not the way I do things. I, I normally don't <laughs> strand myself, um, out, you know, downstream on the river, but man, this particular day I was out catching fish, not paying attention to anything. And next thing I know, man, my batteries are dead and my motor will not start. And so I go out there. And, uh, and, and, I, and I beach the boat on a sandbar and I start just freaking out, you know, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. And my wife's calling me and I'm, and she's like, I don't know how to come help you. And, and I'm like, well, there's some other boats and stuff, you know, and, uh, and I'm, I mean, I'm going through every scenario and I'm thinking, well, maybe, maybe we can take the battery out of my truck and then she can bring it down here to this other boat ramp. Maybe this, maybe that. And I got to this place um, where where I started asking other people for what I didn't have and they didn't have either. And, and I got to this place where finally I realized, man, I'm not getting back home. Like, I'm not going to get back home unless I figure something out. And, uh, and so an hour and a half later, man, I just sit there and I just take a breath and I just kind of, I start looking around and digging around in the boat. And man, I started thinking, I was like, all right, this is, this is, a motor that you can start with a rope. And, uh, and of course, I didn't have a rope that would fit that, but I was like, you know what? I have all kinds of wires in this thing. So I go, I start stripping the, the wires out of the boat and I make a little pull rope to go around the top of the motor. And I'm sitting there, you know, try one, try two. Finally, I'm like, this thing has to work. Like I'm on YouTube and I'm like, I know this motor, this will work. I'm going home. And, uh, and finally, man, but I had everything I needed right there yeah. in front of me. And I'm overthinking this thing, man. But I had everything I needed right in straight front MacGyver of me. Straight MacGyver status. Yeah, you know? straight MacGyver status. I don't even know if that, like, it. even people watching, like, know who MacGyver is. But, like, I know. I, the living one is still here. Like, I, he is I, I, was, I mean, I was at the point, I was about to start cutting my T-shirt up, you know, and using that. But, oh, hey, yeah. the point is, is that I had <laughs> everything I needed. Um, and it reminds me, reminds me of what Second Peter 1.3 says. It says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. And that means that, that Jesus has given us everything that we need in every situation. We don't need to be worried um, about how we're, how we're going to make it out of the next situation and really the test. That, that Philip was going through was this testing for him to increase his faith and his belief that he had everything he needed right there with the things he had right in front of him, what this little boy had, and then that multiplied by the king. He had King Jesus there with him. Right. That's such a great encouragement. That's right, and that leads us to really the third thing about what do we do when we feel stuck is trust the one who knows what he's doing. Mm. So good. It's I, in, in chapter six uh, when when Jesus said this to Philip, uh, it says that he said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. So Jesus already knew what Jesus was going to do, but he tells Philip this in order to test him to help Philip, and it's not to hurt Philip; it's to help Philip, to help Philip realize where he is and realize the reality of who's with him. 
And so the third thing, if you feel stuck today, uh, trust the king who knows what he's doing. Trust the king who is right there with you, who will never leave you, never forsake you, is right with you. You can trust him because he's good and he's got a good plan for you. Reminds me, it's so easy in the season of getting stuck. You can really go internal and it turns inward and you can really feel like life is just all about you and your stuckness and it takes you down the road of anxiety or depression and you can feel you get really stuck down in there. But one of the promises is, Uh, that Jesus tells us that we can do is when you seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, everything in life will take care of itself. Like all of the things that we really worry about and maintaining maybe the space that we've gotten to or the things that we've received, a lot of can be, uh, a lot of our life can be trying to maintain or keep those things. And Jesus says, if you will forget about trying to keep all those things and you'll rest in the fact that I'm king and you'll seek first my kingdom and what I have to offer you, then everything else is going to take care of itself. That is so counterintuitive, but I find it to be one of the spiritual laws to live by that Jesus lays out for his kingdom. And as we do, it really does take care of itself. And that's what he wants uh, Philip to understand. Hey, look, the king is with you and you can trust the king because I know what I'm going to do. And so um, it leads us as the story kind of comes to a close. The story continues down through uh, John chapter six, and you find yourself like, go, go to verse 28 and 29. And it's a little bit further down. But the people that were following Jesus, they want to do the same miracles that Jesus is doing. They want to do something big. It says like, we want to do the miracles or the works of God. What should we do? And then Jesus says something like this in verse 29. Jesus answered them, this is the work of God that you believe in me whom he has sent. Jesus is saying, look, it's not about doing these works. It's not about this bread here. This bread and these works point to the reality that I am the king. (laughs) It's about Jesus the king and his kingdom. And if we can receive that, we will get unstuck right now. When we realize that the whole thing is not about me, it's about a king and his name is Jesus. And the King Jesus wants to give you every good thing that you need. And in fact, you have every good thing you need right in this moment to do his work right where you are. Now, as you believe that and begin to grow in understanding of what that means, you will begin to see the fruit of the kingdom begin to grow and flourish in your life and everybody around you. Continue to walk the journey with us and we'd love to walk that with you. So I wanna review really quick, three things to get unstuck today. Uh, Number one, let's realize that being stuck isn't always a bad thing. And two, let's focus on what we do have. And then three, let's trust the one who knows what he's doing. His name is Jesus. Today, if you don't know what to do, Stop right where you are, and it says pray. The word says pray. That's You find that in James chapter 5. If anyone among you is suffering or stuck or stopped, pray. Right where you are, begin to pray. Ask God, what should I do in this situation? Bring to my remembrance everything that I need to know, and then seek out the answers in his word because they are right here. And then by faith, step into those and begin to obey what the word says. And I promise you, life will begin to be produced. Don't do that by yourself. Do that in community. And we'd love to be that community for you if you need that. Or we'd love to connect you with the community 
in your area. Uh, we have life groups that meet all over the city during the week, and we'd love to connect you with those. Go to our website, midtownknox.org, and you can hit connect right there. And we'd love to walk with you in any way that you need. If you'd like to make a decision or maybe take steps of faith in, in whatever way that you need, connect with us, and we'd love to walk that journey with you. Thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to continuing the conversation next week. See you soon. <laughs>